Hey guys, I'm John. And I'm Travis. And today we'll be discussing which virtue is more essential, diligence or humility. So today we're going to be referencing on the book On Reading Well by Karen Swallen Pryor. And it's Finding the Good Life, the Great Books. And so our question today is in reference um, serving others or working hard. And so let's dive right in. And we really hope you enjoy this podcast. So let's dive right in. So this year in Mr. Montez's class, we've been exploring the heavenly and cardinal virtues in uh, Karen Swan Pryor's On Reading Well, Finding the Good Life Through Great Books. And in this book, she describes the uh, importance of all the virtues that are in this book. And in this podcast today, uh, we are here to discuss personally what we think is the most important and essential virtue to the good life. And... Um, yeah, and so I chose humility, and so let's dive into that. And so humility, to lay it all out, first of all, is her definition of what she defines humility is humility. This is quote on page 231. Humility is not, therefore, simply a low regard for oneself. Rather, it is a proper view of oneself that is low in comparison to God and in recognition of our own flawlessness. Humility is thinking less about yourself, not thinking less of yourself. In that, I really find that the definition there really just lays out the fact that humility is essential to how we should view our Christian life with the Lord. And in that, without humility, we cannot properly have the proper relationship with God in the first place as Christians. And I look to the uh, basic salvation story for a Christian as they are confessing and then repenting and then being sanctified daily. It takes confession, and confession and humility are very similar in a way where confession, you are understanding your place as a Christian, where your sin is uh, taking hold of you, and you have to understand um, the reality of your sin. And that kind of aligns with humility. It's uh, Humility is aligned with truth, and uh, it's the objective truth outside of yourself. Humility challenges the person, because this isn't a natural nature for um, humans. So it's a challenge for people to think rightly of the way things are with their placement uh, with God in them. And as a Christian, it's important that we desire to know that the moment we become Christians and confess the first time, it's a demonstration of the humility that God's working out in our lives. Humility should be a play every day. And um, I'm, I'm going to be discussing later how humility has to do with probably all the other virtues in the Christian walk and the good life and how um, humility is essential for those. But yeah. Mr. Montez's class, we've also been talking about the virtue of diligence. And in page 180 of Pryor's On Reading Well book, it says that diligence is probably both the hardest and the easiest virtue to cultivate. It is easy in the sense that it's inherently simple. Whatever it is you are doing, keep at it with care and attention, and then keep at it some more. Basically, it, diligence goes hand in hand with persistence. And once you like keep persisting at something, that's what will make you good at it. And we can see diligence in every single virtue. Like for prudence, you need diligence because you need to constantly keep choosing to do what is right and not just a one-time thing. In temperance, you also need to have restraint. Like constantly, it's not just a one-time thing. And we could say this for every single virtue. And without diligence, some of these virtues are even usable. So with the definition and what I talked about with the Christian walk, I think it's also important to uh, realize that the vice of humility, pride, is probably the root of all sin. And it's not probably. It's been claimed by uh, many people 
it's probably been said by so many people that it's probably agreed on that pride is the start of all sin. Aquinas uh, has said something about this too, and uh, Pryor does quote this in her book on 2.23. It says, The root of pride, according to Aquinas, is the lack of submission to God. Pride, therefore, is the beginning of all sin. Pride is the sin attributed to the fall of Lucifer, who sought to ascend to the throne of God and be equal with the Most High. Isaiah 14.12-15. And with that, uh, Pryor goes into the fact that sin, the pride of sin, was the start of the very first uh, sin in the Garden of Eden, how they thought that they were more worthy of something better that God gave them, and that gave them a stance of thinking they were better than God. And in a sense, that's what pride is. Pryor does say this on 2.23.2, that Aquinas defies pride as an inordinate self-love. So we, And so as we say that, humility is the opposite. Humility consists of the love of others, in understanding your stance with the Lord, in understanding the love that He has for you, and using that in a way where we're motivated to love others in a more humble way. Humility is not in the sense of trying to be seen, or the intention is not to be seen as humble. It's more the um, the motivation of why you want to do it in the first place, which makes kind of all these virtues in the book kind of the way they are because they're just motivated by a good cause like john you say like diligence you have a prized goal at the end of it and you pursue in it it's kind of like humility too but i think that humility probably is the most important because pride is the start of all sin humility is the opposite of it or it's it's um the perfectness of it the virtue of humility is probably the start of all uh, virtues in the first place because prior does mention this on page 229 is that all that matters is that you come, and when you do your virtues, those good deeds and good manners and good things in your possession will count for nothing. And in that, we have to understand that humility is, um, in a sense, it's a first standing point of where we're at with ourselves before we address the other virtues. Humility is the beginning and ends of the good life. And though diligence is also very important in how to the methodology of it and just staying persistent in the the journey it's also important to know where that journey starts and where it ends and what uh cultivates the starting point and the ending point and i i think that humility is the starting of that just like for the christian walk like i talked about confession and the faith that god puts in us gives us a starting point of confession and where confession is similar to humility where we have to understand our placement or where we were uh, where we originally are created in the stance and uh, understanding our value in that and how God is the only one that gives us life in that. I think that humility is probably the most important because it does cultivate the other virtues because it's the beginning of all of them. Even though pride is one of the worst deadly sins, it is arguable that diligence's vice virtue, sloth, is the worst. Sloth, which can be easier explained as being lazy, is one of the worst of the deadly sins. Being lazy in anything is not glorifying God. An example of this is the Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve were given the role to tend to the garden and the animals and to not be lazy. God has made us workers and it is good. Another example of this is we see that God ended up resting on the seventh day. He didn't, he wasn't lazy because he had worked the previous six days in order to create the creation of man. So that just goes to show again that sloth is uh, another deadly sin. Diligence is actually mentioned in scripture. 
In an article by John Bloom titled Laziness Ruins Happiness, What Makes Diligence a Virtue, towards the end it says, When Scripture commands us to, to be all more diligent, 2 Peter 1.10, God is calling us to work hard toward the right ends, growing in godliness, in the right ways, what God commands, for the right reasons, love. The more this kind of diligence becomes characteristic of us, the more we become like Jesus. We increasingly delight in what gives him delight and increasingly love as he loves, which is a true virtue. So this again goes to show that uh, diligence is a very important virtue because it is mentioned multiple times in the Bible. It actually says that in Pryor's On Reading Well book as well on, on page 181 where it says, Nevertheless, diligence consists of taking one step at a time towards the goal, not getting distracted and not giving up. No wonder diligence is mentioned in the Bible. Okay, I could see your point of view on that, on diligence, but how does diligence coincide with the other virtues improving itself as being more important? Well, diligence is required for literally any of the virtues because it entails building up a habit. Without building up a habit, you cannot say that you have properly mastered the virtue. Diligence is often overlooked because it is one of the most boring virtues, but that doesn't mean it is of any less importance. Page 178 of Pryor's On Reading Well book, it says, The secret ingredient to success is diligence. This is because without constant drive to do something, you will never achieve it. Success it is referring to is also success in cultivating other virtues and incorporating them in your life. Diligence isn't usually measured by the outcome, but it is how hard you tried and the effort you put into achieving a goal. If at first you don't succeed, try, try again. This quote is by Edward Hickens, and it is a perfect example of diligence. Diligence and prudence are often talked about and seem like the same thing, but they actually have one main difference, and that is that prudence is making the decision. Diligence is how much effort you put into the decision that you chose. Then there comes the sense of the question, is the method of doing virtues like diligence like being studious in doing those virtues like the method of it is that more important than the heart of why we do the virtues in the first place which also comes into the fact of how genuine should we be when we do virtues or how genuine should we be in the good life of cultivating uh, virtues and i think the good life requires a genuine heart in regards to humility because humility in a sense like Pryor says in the end of her book, basically, um, humility is the beginning and ends of the good life. It starts with our stance of sincerity of where we're coming from and why we want the good life in the first place, and which is humility. A quote I have from her on page 235, Pryor states, or states that true love presupposes humility. Without humility, the self comes to occupy all the available space and sees the other person as an object or as an enemy. Indeed, while love is the finest fruit of virtue, humility is its root. So like love, for example, though we didn't go into it too much, love is majorly important in um, our daily walk with people and how we interact. Though this does go with sloth, how you're talking about busy work or workaholic, how like life all about life is all about work and not necessarily doing it for uh, so to say a goal or something for the better of yourself or others it's important though to understand that in order to come to that place of diligence and like identifying what's the goal in your life 
you have to come to a stance of hu- of a humbleness or humility because humility brings your heart in a stance that is required to do the other virtues. And though diligence is the method to do it or maybe the, so to say, the effort like you were saying, we have to be willing, like have a genuineness to do that, I would say. And so back to pride, how I was talking about the genuineness of the heart. Anyone could be put in a situation to do work and uh, and they could of course do it the way it's supposed to be done or how it's told but the heart of the matter is I think what God looks at more importantly and what the purpose of what God's put people in a circumstance for a reason is the growth of heart and just identifying where you're at and seeing the growth of or the work that God's putting in your heart and so with that um, with pride um, Pryor does mention this on 2.23 where she does talk about how pride is mentioned in many of the stories or more, many of the big major sins in the Bible. Like I talked about earlier, pride is the sin attributed to the fall of Lucifer who sought to ascend to the throne of God and be equal with the Most High, which is quote um, from Pryor on 2.23. Um, and she also does say, after this quote, Pride is a sin of Adam and Eve who sought in eating the forbidden fruit to be like God. And then she says, The New Testament teaches that God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. Pride is, in a sense, uh, like you could put have pride in a work. Like you can be really successful, like you talked about, John, like diligence and like having a set goal in life and being proud in that goal. And though there is a virtue in pride and in being proud of the work you've done but if you don't have necessarily a goal which is part of diligence like you're saying but if you don't have necessarily the um the understanding of reverence towards god which is required in humility like no Mm. instance of god there's no really hence reason to live a virtuous life humility kind of brings you in a stance where you know that you as a person is prideful in nature and that Humility is not of your nature, and that humility comes by the grace of God, and it teaches you to understand the reality of the situation, which then leads you into a life that's not of your nature, which are all the virtues, and that's only through the Holy Spirit, which is one of them is diligence. But humility really does come down to the wire of where you have to understand. Humility brings value to the situation where you understand the great importance of what sin has brought into the world and how you have to understand the consequences of that. And humility kind of brings that into association with your stance with the Lord and then brings out a reason to have diligence in the first place and to set goals, if that makes sense. Many times people say that the poor can be rich in spirit, and some people just don't understand how that's possible. Or one reason that that could be is because is indulgence having a disadvantage in things is somewhat a good sense and that you will cultivate more diligence by trying to achieve your goal because you have to try harder than anyone else so this will help you further get virtue and diligence and then that will also help you get more it will help you cultivate more virtues into your life because you are able to work harder which gives you more discipline within yourself an example we see of this is second corinthians 12 9 through 10 But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness, in insults, in hardships, and in persecutions, in difficulties. 
for when I am weak, then I am strong. So this also goes with what I just said in the sense that if you are poor or you are not sufficient in these physical needs, then God will help you through that. And one of these ways that he'll help through that is he will give you diligence. And if you just like persevere through that, then you'll get a closer relationship through Christ because you are cultivating one of the virtues. Okay, I really like what you said there too. I think it's important to understand that side of diligence and I didn't really look at that in that way. However, I do have something else for humility on the article that is written by John Bloom on Desiring God and it's titled Imitate Me, Laying Aside the Weight of False Humility. In that, I quote on this, the last line of his article, but let us also be humble and honest enough to point to the grace of Christ in us that is meant to help others walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. So in that, like you're saying how God uses the weaknesses or like God uses the weaknesses even for like the the people who are physically poor in this world and how God uses those opportunities of weakness to better so bring about virtue, specifically diligence, in a way where success doesn't come necessarily from like physical money or like anything like that, but like obtaining like a prized possession, which is diligence in the first place, understanding that, which is important to understand. It's also important to understand that uh, humility in reference to the quote I said, that humility also puts us in a stance of understanding that our goal, like diligence, it's you have a goal, but the humility brings us to the point where we understand what the goal is to then go into diligence and hear from this article. John talks about how our goal shouldn't necessarily be about trying to avoid pride or trying to be a person or a Christian desiring not to be prideful, but we should then have a goal or mindset to be imitators of Christ for the good of others in perspective God's grace for us. Hence, he mentions also in this, uh, the Bible verse, 1 Corinthians 11.1, 1, do you not wish to be someone who, without pride or shame, can tell others, be imitators of me as I am of Christ? That just goes again with just having the right goal or mindset that comes in with humility and how humility is often, when people try to do humility, it's often falsely addressed because People could say like, oh, like false humility would be like, oh, pointing up to the sky whenever you like score a point in the game or something like that. It's not about like the outward appearance. And I think that's something that the, the viewer has to work on too. But the person itself or oneself has to understand when trying to cultivate humility is the a genuineness of why you're doing it which does come with diligence also and having that goal of like understanding why am I doing this in the first place and having the goal of being a loving person that God has loved me in the first place like and loving others, which does come in diligence. But humility is the first stance or first step in understanding that case and in putting that goal up there in the first place, you know. With all that being said, these virtues are both very important in having in your life to get into a closer relationship with God and having a good relationship with other people. But I guess the main question is, which virtue do you guys think is the most important? Yeah, and I would recommend On Reading Well. It kind of overviews the cardinal and heavenly virtues and the theological virtues, which we have not been introduced to yet, which is love, faith, and hope, I think. And so 
it's important to see the broad view of all of them because though these are just two virtues, these are just our opinion of what we think is most important. And we would like to see, after you've read it, to see which one you think is the most important. And so, um, though I do think that humility is more important and John thinks diligence is also more important, the idea of the fact is that both have a placement and reason of why they're there in the first place in um, them being the solution to one of the seven deadly sins and also understanding that they're there to work inside with or coincide with each other, work hand in hand. And so maybe the main question to ask is probably not which one is more important, but seeing how each one plays out hand in hand in your own life. But yeah, so that kind of concludes what we have summarized from these chapters about our virtues. And uh, we appreciate you listening. I'm Travis Shear again. And this is John Powell. And we appreciate you guys listening. And uh, yeah. And thank you, Mr. Montez. We appreciate you teaching us these virtues. Thank you. Thank you. We'll Bye. see you in the next episode. This episode has been a production of the Capistrano Valley Christian Schools Podcast Network. Capistrano Valley Christian Schools is a Christian JK-12 school in San Juan Capistrano, California. Be sure to check out, subscribe to, and leave a review of this show and the other shows on our network on your podcast player of choice. Doing so supports the school community in a multitude of ways. For more information about the CVCS Podcast Network or any of our other shows, check out cvcs.org or email podcasts at cvcs.org. On behalf of the whole network, this is Mr. Jasper saying thank you again for listening and stay tuned for more.